Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how we can make sense of the Old Testament. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about how we can make sense of what makes up 70% of our Bible, the Old Testament. And on the pages that make up the 39 books of our Old Testament, we find the fascinating story of God's relationship with a world that seems so foreign, yet in, in many ways oddly familiar to what we know today. But there are many skeptics today who point to this section of Scripture and, and some of its laws and decrees that seem so removed from our modern world today, and they use them to try to discredit Christ. And as we study, we learn that God has had three different laws in effect at different periods of time, the patriarchal law, the law of Moses, and the new covenant or law with Christ. And these laws, they were similar because they all had a common source from God, but they were also different and they were to be applied to different peoples. And once we really grasp that principle, that these three laws apply to different people at different times throughout history, but they all have a common source, then we can start to make sense of the Old Testament. But since the foundation of the church, people have failed to do that. Some want to forget that the Old Testament exists entirely because they say it's ancient. It can't possibly be relevant to us today. Others have their favorite sections of the Law of Moses that they do not want to leave behind, as we see with the Jewish Christians who wanted to cling to circumcision in the early church. But they're both wrong. So let's address the first, those who deny the value of the Old Testament entirely. You know, over and over, Jesus repeated that this was not his intent. He did not come to abolish the old law because it was some worthless relic of the past. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount that he should, or that we should not say that he came to abolish the law of the prophets. He did not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Paul later wrote that the law is in fact holy and the commandment is holy, righteous, and good. He says in Romans chapter 7, verse 14, that the law is spiritual, but that it was he that was unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. It's so important that we understand that God did not give his people something flawed. The law of Moses was good and righteous. It had to be because it came from God himself. The reason the law of Moses was nailed to the cross was not because it was broken, but because we are broken. The law is spiritual, but we became unspiritual. The old law then was a shadow of better things to come, according to Hebrews chapter 10. It says the law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. Otherwise, would they not have stopped being offered? For the worshipers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. But by one sacrifice, as it goes on to say, Jesus made perfect forever those who are being made holy. The old law is important because it shows us what sin is. When we have law, we know what sin looks like and we know what its consequences look like. 
Romans 7, 7 says, is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law, for I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said, you shall not covet. But perhaps even more importantly, because we can read a lot about sin in the New Testament, and certainly the New Testament is our authoritative guide to know what is sin and what isn't sin. But the Old Testament should be understood more importantly as a shadow. You know, I play around in Photoshop a lot. Lauren does more than I do. But when you're editing things like that, the details, they really matter. If you're trying to drop a person into a picture where, you know, maybe it's getting close to dusk and everything else is going to be casting a shadow. And if you drop a person in there that doesn't have a shadow, where the shadow is, you know, not as long or as big as the other shadows in the background, it's not going to look right. And the same is true with the New Testament. It just does not make sense unless we have the shadow of the past. Jesus wasn't just dropped into a historical vacuum. There's background, and we need to understand that background. The Old Testament tells us the kind of relationship that our Creator is willing to have with His creation. How It tells us how mankind has repeatedly squandered that relationship and why we so desperately then need a Savior. 2 Timothy 3.14 tells us that we must continue in the things that we've learned and been assured of, knowing from whom we have learned them, and that from childhood we have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make us wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. You know, the law of Moses prepares us to put our faith in Christ. It makes us wise for salvation. It's not some dusty relic from the past. It is the record of what Christ came to fulfill, and it gives us the hope that we have a faithful and just God. But now let's turn to the second group, people like those in the early church who cling to the old law instead of embracing the new covenant fully. For all that it did, the old law was always intended to be temporary. It was always looking forward to something better. Jeremiah wrote in Jeremiah 31, 31, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No more shall man teach his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord, for they all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. That day that... Jeremiah was yearning for has come through Christ. The sins that made the law or that the law made so uh, vividly uh, aware to us, we have now been forgiven of those. We can have the spirit living in our hearts, shaping who we are. Why would we settle for anything less than that if it's offered? Romans 10.4 assures us that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. 
And what good news that is. As Paul put it in Colossians in chapter 2, verse 14, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. You know, we make sense of the Old Testament by reading it, by rooting ourselves in it, just like the rest of God's word, understanding that all of it is a shadow behind this moment, the triumph of Jesus over powers and authorities, even while he was mocked on the cross. Because of that victory, God made us alive with Christ. He forgives our sins and nails our legal indebtedness to the cross. That is what all of the Old Testament is pointing to. And in every book and chapter and word, it teaches us and it prepares us and it makes us wise for salvation. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually, using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday, so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.